This episode is recorded on Wurundjeri land and we would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of this land. I would like to pay respect to the elders both past and present of the Cullen Nation and extend the respect to other Indigenous Australians present. I had a rough draft of what I wanted this podcast to be today and then... A lot of stuff has happened in the past week, which I think really needs to be discussed and really explored. And so I want to discuss this first at the start of this podcast, as it is for me a top priority. And this may be a sensitive topic for a lot of people. So I understand if this is something you want to switch off from. But today we will be discussing the devastating murder of Cassius Turvey, the young 15 year old who was murdered in Perth over the last week. So I understand that as a white woman from Melbourne and with a podcast, for instance, I hold a lot of privilege in what I do choose or not choose to share. However, for me, this topic is incredibly important and I don't think it has been shared enough on social media, nor in the mainstream news. And I also know that a lot of my listeners now, I'm very lucky to say, are from outside of Australia as well, but obviously this is an internal racism issue that we have within Australia, but I don't think this is something that is discussed worldwide about Australia's history with racism and police brutality. And I want listeners all around the world to be talking about this and understanding the effect that this is going to have on the Australian Indigenous Indigenous community and how we need to do better. And as white listeners, I implore you to donate where you can, to attend the vigils coming up and to support the Indigenous community as much as you possibly can because enough is enough. So once again, before I get into the topic, I want to tell the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners that I do have um, that this will be discussing a deceased person. And so you're more than welcome to switch off. So for the listeners who are not aware of the story, so Cassius Turvey was a 15-year-old Noongar boy who was ambushed whilst walking home from school in Perth with his friends, and then he later died in hospital. His killer was 21-year-old Jack Brearley, who has since been charged with his murder and is now facing two more charges of aggravated assault, occasioning bodily harm and stealing. These charges also relate to a 13-year-old boy Cassius was walking home with. The most vile thing about this whole situation is that these children, we need to remind ourselves that these were children aged 15 and 13, and the police had made a statement saying that they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. You can't say that when talking about children who have been victims of assault and that had resulted in their death, we should be focusing on bringing these children and their families justice. Both the boys were wearing school uniforms, which to me is a clear indicator of their age. And this was a racially motivated attack by a 21-year-old white male. And we need to discuss that more in the fact that We can't write this off as kids being in the wrong place at the wrong time when it quite obviously was racially motivated. The man who attacked them, he decided to steal the crutches, which the 13-year-old boy was using at the time. And in my mind, that is set out to humiliate a child as well. So 
it's racially motivated and it's deplorable and it has ended in the death of a 15-year-old child. Cassius Turvey's death is a senseless death and the man didn't even know him. He obviously knew he was a teenager and he chose to brutally attack him based on the colour of his skin and his background. Once again, for my overseas listeners who may not fully understand the context, Perth is one of Australia's most highly Indigenous populated cities and unfortunately is also one of the cities who sees the most attacks on Indigenous people purely because of their race and their cultural background. In Western Australia, the statistics for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children and young people in custody is also the highest in Australia, um, with a rate of 212.8 versus a non-Indigenous and Torres Strait Islander rate of 8.8. So we can understand from these statistics that the justice system does not work in the favour of people of colour or the Indigenous community, nor do I believe that the police are ready to help people of Indigenous backgrounds to help them get out of custody or to help seek justice for these children. And the reason I'm talking about Indigenous children in custody versus white people in terms of Cassius Turvey's death is that I don't believe, and I'm sure a lot of people would agree with me, that in a state such as Western Australia, where there is such a high Indigenous community, people will argue that, yes, of course there will be a higher rate of Indigenous people in custody because of the population, yada, yada, yada. However, when you consider the fact that a lot of the injustices that are happening in Perth are racially motivated attacks, shouldn't there be more white men entering the system? And shouldn't there be more services to help indigenous children or indigenous the indigenous population in general to help them get out of custody for their quote-unquote wrongdoings now I'm also not going to claim that I am an expert on the topic because I didn't study law I didn't I haven't worked within indigenous communities but I can I can sit, call a spade a spade and understand when something is wrong. And I feel like when topics like this happen or when injustices like this happen, if it happened to a 15-year-old white boy, I can't imagine it being a small story in the media. I feel like people would rally for this. And I just don't see that happening currently. And... I know there are being vigils held and I'm going to leave information for all of those in the show notes and find out where we can donate to help Cassius's family. But we just need to understand where the indifference is in understanding that because this is a boy who is indigenous, that not enough is being done to help his family or even help the deceased. Where is his justice? Yes, the man who attacked him is being charged with his murder along with assault. But is there not enough in our legislation or enough help for the Indigenous community to stop violent attacks like this happening down the road? I am coming towards the end of this topic, but I just wanted to use this as a moment to 
get out into the universe this story so that people around the world are listening. And it is also a time for us to be raising the voices of Aboriginal Islander and First Nations peoples. And so go out there. There's plenty of information on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook about how we can help the Indigenous communities there. Uh, GoFundMe accounts for the Turvey family and vigils being held across the country. I'm about to get those dates up for you now. So for my Perth listeners, a candlelit vigil will be held in Albany on Wednesday and to honor Cassius's death. And there are more across the country. So on the 2nd of November, they are organizing a National Day of Action. So at Forest Place in Perth at 8.30 p.m., Albany Town Hall in Western Australia, there will be the candlelit vigil at 7.30 p.m., Sydney Town Hall, 6 p.m. And then in Brisbane, there will be a vigil held at King's King George's Square, 7 p.m. Um, in Victoria, at the Portland Skate Park Shelter. Um, then in, I don't have a, t- oh, 6 p.m. for that one. At 6 p.m. in Canberra, the Aboriginal Tent Embassy will be holding a vigil Eden RSL, New South Wales at 6pm, Rapid Creek Bridge at Darwin, Northern Territory at 7pm, and there's much more. I'll keep all of these in the show notes if you wish to attend. And then please, I implore you to go to the GoFundMe page, hashtag Justice for Cassius, where donations being made for to cover the costs for his funeral, legal costs, and for crime compensation and justice. This is highly, highly important to support his family during this time, his loved ones and his mob. Once again, I will be linking all of this in the show notes. I will also be posting it on our Instagram at hotmest underscore podcast. So you can follow links and donate and attend vigils and show your support for Australia's Indigenous community. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Hot Mess Podcast. I am your host, Matilda Johnson, and today we are going to get messy. So it is Halloween weekend well now it's technically november when this podcast is out is it yeah it's november oh my god where is the year gone but it is halloween weekend one of my favorite weekends of the year do i celebrate halloween absolutely not i would like to but i do not however i do encourage i do encourage i don't encourage I love, that's what I was trying to say, I love looking at celebrity Halloween costumes. My favorite Halloween costume this year absolutely has to go to G Flip and Chriselle Strauss for their relationship swap, their identity swap, I guess they did, where Chriselle dressed as G Flip and G dressed as Chriselle. Honestly, iconic. And like the mannerisms they did, the photo shoot that they did at the Hope and I'm group, Iconic. Absolutely loved it. And shout out to some of the girls who I saw on TikTok who have absolutely given me my idea for next year's Halloween. If I ever get invited to a Halloween party, this is a call out to invite me to Halloween parties. (laughs) Um, That made me sound so sad. Um, But no, the girls who dressed up as pillow princesses, I died. I died literally just cutting a pillow slip into a dress and then wearing a tiara easy costume, hilarious costumes. The girls who get it, get it. Okay, so I've decided that I'm going to skip over today's weekly wrap because I had a listener message me and say, you need to unpack on the podcast Harry Styles' new video for music in a sushi restaurant. Music in a sushi restaurant? Music for a sushi restaurant. 
I should know this. I claim to be a Harry Styles fan, but I haven't watched this video yet. I've been waiting to unpack it on today's episode. So thank you to the listener who messaged to say that they need to hear my opinion on it. I'm scared if this is what people are writing in about, being like, you need to unpack this. What am I to expect here? Okay, I'm going to quickly watch it off camera because I don't want to have like the music on the podcast and then I'll come back real quick. And if you haven't seen it yet, maybe you should do the same so that we can discuss it together. Oh my God. No, because now I'm mad at who told me to watch this. That was so disturbing. And I eat sushi a lot. Like I'm not like not just a lot. Like sushi is one of my favorite foods. I eat sushi maybe three times a week. Sushi Hub is right next to where I work. So of course I go to Sushi Hub on my break. And now I feel like I can't eat seafood anymore. And I'm so upset. I kind of get like the metaphor of like getting an animal. Oh, sorry. Typical because we're recording this on Melbourne Cup Day. Like an animal not performing well and then like getting sent to be slaughtered pretty much. Like I guess that was kind of a metaphor they were throwing in there. But I am so disturbed because firstly, I do not want to see any animal being prepared that way for food. That was horrific. Oh, and the ASMR they were doing, oh, oh, of like the rubbing of the, the water on the scales. Uh, uh, nah, nah. Also like artistic, good job, Harry. It's artsy, but disturbing. And also what was with like the Jack Chambers facial hair he had going on? I felt like I was still watching Don't Worry Darling. And I was like, darling, I'm worried. Consider this a non-recommendation of the week. I'm sorry if you did pause and watch this with me and now we're listening to this together. If you're a sushi, sushi slot like I am, I'm very sorry that I just made you do that with me because I don't know how I'm going to eat sushi the same way anymore. Oh my God. As I'm recording this, my boyfriend's like, when are you ready? We were planning on getting Japanese food for lunch today. We were going to get sushi. No, no. I'm going to record me eating sushi after this and put it on Instagram and you guys can understand my pain. Anyway, today's topic. Let's move on before I make myself feel sick at the thought of having to go eat food after this. Like any any type of food after this. Like, I'm honestly like, I'll have, I'll have a sandwich, thanks. I don't want it anymore. But moving on, today's topic is daring to be disliked, which is something I've had to learn a lot recently. Um, something I don't like having to learn because I am a hardcore people pleaser. If somebody doesn't like me, it like, I don't know about you guys. If somebody doesn't like me and I know they don't like me, I get upset about it. And it's not because I want them to like me. It's that I want them to like... Okay, I guess I want them to like me, but I want to have like that respect and be like, I don't know, because I feel like I'm a fairly respectful person. So when somebody doesn't like me, I'm like, what have I done? I take it very personally. But this week and in general, what I'm trying to ease towards is learning to be disliked and just being like, yeah, and owning it. Because at the end of the day, I'm starting to learn. Unfortunately, you can't please everyone. And people will always have shit to say about you, no matter what the topic is. You can't please everyone. So I've had moments in life where I think I'm doing the right thing and people will still be unhappy with me or people just won't like the person who I am. For instance, I think about in high school. Okay, this is like, I feel like this is a side of me that is kind of immature in the fact that I want people to like me so badly. I guess it's like my Leo moon, Leo rising. That's what it is. That's where it comes from. I'm a Gemini sun. So like 
who cares? Like, honestly, I feel like Gemini's are like, yeah, people don't like me. What the fuck? Like, I don't give a fuck. Whereas Leo's, it affects us. It affects us. I feel like I'm, I'm a bit more of a Leo. Why am I talking about star signs? See, there's an ick. That is another reason why people probably don't like me. But the thing is, I can point out my own flaws and I accept my flaws. What I don't like is when people point out my flaws to me and they're like, I don't like this about you. I'm like, I know I don't like it about me either. <laughs> Trust me, I know. I know. But sometimes people do hold you accountable for your actions or things you say, things you do, and you just have to own it and be like, yeah, I did that. I'm going to learn from it. And we're going to become a better person in the future. But I genuinely think becoming a better person includes understanding that you can't please everyone. And that is a huge fault of mine because I like to be liked and I like knowing that I am respected. And so when I come across somebody who I don't think initially likes me or in general, like people, you can start off with like a whole lot of respect and then people will grow to dislike you. That fucking hurts. Cause then you like, I don't know, maybe this is my anxiety as well. I take it very personally. I'm like, oh my God, they don't like me because of this reason, but I can't change that because that's like who I am deep in my core. And I'm not going to change who my, who I am to p- please somebody. But at the same time, I want them to be pleased by my being. It doesn't make sense. But that's something we're learning today. How to let go of people not liking you and just be yourself. This kind of also goes hand in hand with a topic I was actually going to discuss a few weeks ago after a very awkward encounter I had on a night out with somebody who I would have considered a good friend a couple of years ago, like probably one of my closest friends. And then, of course, saw each other on a night out. And we did have a falling out a few years ago surrounding a topic that I was very passionate about and they kind of couldn't see, like in my mind, they couldn't see past the bigger topic and they were just upset about like a surface level issue within the topic. And that upset me because I was kind of like, you need to look at the big picture, but that upset them because they thought I was more doing a personal attack against them and really it wasn't about them. It was about like a whole scenario that I was passionate about. I'm just going to say it was about the Black Lives Matter movement and I was showing support for BLM and this person got mad because I did it with somebody who they didn't have respect for, who was a person of colour, but I was kind of like, it doesn't matter that you don't like this person, you have to understand that they've got a voice during all of this. That's my side of the story. We've discussed it. We're all good. But for instance, this was like a really interesting conversation for us to have because it made me realize at the end of the day, I can't please every single person. And if I'm going to follow my gut and follow my heart and say the things that I think are necessary to be said, and I may not please everyone in the process, sometimes that's a friendship that you have to lose. And I understand where he was coming from as well, because... It was a sensitive topic and it involved like my action involved somebody who he did not respect. And I understand that. I think I also got lost in translation a bit because I didn't understand where this person was coming from. Anyway, anyway, we've talked about it. We're all good. If you're listening, I know you do listen to the podcast. I apologize for having disrespected you in that sense. I hope you understand that I wasn't being malicious and that I thought I was doing something good. But regardless, catching up with them on this night out made me realize, once again, I can't please everyone. 
And also that sometimes I think my generosity and needing to please people has kind of been taken for a ride because then people will see that as somewhat of an insecurity, which it is. I'd say that like my insecurities stem from people wanting, like me wanting people to like me. That's where an insecurity does stem from. And also people will use that to their advantage and they will lie to you so that like you're kind of, I don't know, put in a position where you believe only one side of the truth and because like you want to please this person, you will go along with whatever they say, vice versa. Like people will use that to their advantage. So that was something that I learned. So basically what I'm trying to say is I learned that me trying to please people has been a disadvantage because it will lead me astray and it will misinform me about people's actions, people's beliefs, and it can be very isolating. And I also think that once people realize that that is something that you're insecure about and wanting to be liked, people will use that and kind of switch it around so it's kind of like you feel like you need them to like you and you need to have their approval on all things and stuff which you don't you are your own singular person with your own ideas beliefs morals etc etc but as soon as somebody else can see that kind of insecurity they will use that to their advantage so this is me putting out a warning about why you need to dare to be disliked and what I find really funny in terms of like me realizing that with the conversation I had with my friend the other week is that the person who I had done a bit of a collaboration with who had caused that rift in our friendship, that person and I aren't close anymore, which is a shame. And so perhaps my friend was right in saying that they are using me to their advantage and then like they're going to use and dispose, which is so true when it comes to who you believe in like standing up for yourself and allowing people to dislike you and not trying to please every single person you come across. I've also had to learn in like my professional career that not everyone's going to like you. And if you're being a leader in a situation, for instance, then sometimes you have to put on your big girl boots and sit people down and say, I know you have an issue with me, but you need to come into a professional situation and understand that I'm doing my best as a leader of like, say you're working for a company, you have to say, I'm doing my best to lead this company by example. If you have an issue with that, please come to me. I can work on things that or we can discuss how you would prefer me to talk to you, etc., etc. And then we can hopefully move on from there. Once again, that is trying to please people. But if you're in the professional workplace, sometimes that's the best thing you can do because you have to all work together. And, but I also think it comes with a lot of tolerance. Some people just don't tolerate the people. Some people don't tolerate people the way others do. For instance, I think I'm a very tolerating person of people's behavior, which also pains me because I see a lot of behavior that I don't like. And sometimes I'll just let it slide because I'm just like, oh, well, that's who that person is. Whereas we also need to hold people accountable for their wrongdoings and their own actions. And I appreciate being held accountable for things. Is it uncomfortable? Yes, it is. But sometimes like you need to be pulled up on your actions or things you say or do be like, hey, you're not exactly being the best version of yourself. And it's rubbing off on other people, for instance. Can we work on that? And I think that is like a totally appropriate thing to do. And I think it's appropriate to do it 
to your work colleagues, to friends, of course, given the situation, maybe not your work colleagues, depends on the situation. But quite often in a working situation, if one person's making it uncomfortable for the rest of the team, then that is something that needs to be done. Or in a personal situation, if you see your friends acting a certain way that you're like, this is unlike you, or this is not who I truly think you are, hold them accountable and say, I don't think what you're saying is, I don't know, something that you truly believe. I don't think you're really standing by the morals and like who the person you specifically are is. And you need to ask them, what has led to this? What has made you feel this way? Why are you acting out? Maybe not in the terms acting out, but why are you starting to act this way? Can we work on it together? Because I don't like seeing you feel like this. And it's also making our relationship very difficult. There's actually a really great book called The Courage to Be Disliked, and it's the Japanese phenomenon that shows you how to free yourself, change your life, and achieve real happiness. I highly recommend you guys give it a read, or it's also an audio book, which is great. I don't know if you guys love a self-help book. I absolutely do. I feel like that's another ick that people get. And I also feel like daring to be disliked also means embracing the icks that you know of yourself. I know that I can be loud. I know that I sometimes like being the center of attention. I know that I am loud and proud about some of my opinions, which some people aren't. I understand that. I am a people person and I like to please people. That's an ick because sometimes I'll just go out of my way and people will know if you're kissing ass as well. Sometimes I can be a kiss ass. I'm fully aware of that. People will probably see that as an ick. And so I think it's just kind of like embracing all of those icks and being like, yeah, I did that. I have a podcast. Can you imagine how many people have an ick about people who have their own podcasts? Yeah, I think that says it all. But then on the flip side of this, I understand that for some people, this can cause like a huge strain on their mental health, like recognizing that people don't like them. It has caused a strain previously on my mental health. Like for instance, when I had this falling out with my friend over the big topic that I was passionate about, I had a huge strain on my mental health and I know this person felt the same way. We just couldn't come face to face with our own issues. And so when you aren't coping with the idea of people disliking you, there are a few steps you can take. I'd say number one, check in. Check in with yourself, check in with the people around you, check in maybe with the people who are disliking you. Um, challenge your own thoughts. Say, say you have a very strong opinion on something and you seem like the only person in the room who has this opinion. Maybe have a think about why everyone is against your opinion and try to see both sides of the story. Number three, distract yourself. Take time away from the situation that is making you feel isolated and is making you feel like people dislike you. Maybe you need to step back from being around those people. Number four, very, very important. Address the conflict in the room. You need to be able to look at yourself, look at where this dislike from other people has come from. And you also need to think, well, maybe that's something within them. And the best thing you can do is just sit down and have a chat and be like, maybe say, Hey, I have a feeling that there's something innately about me that you dislike and it's making me feel uncomfortable. It's making me feel isolated. Can you please tell me what that is so that we can get to the bottom of it? And I don't have to enter a room and feel uncomfortable. Number five, practice self-love because the hardest thing when somebody dislikes you is to think 
of anything besides that, you will suddenly start picking out all the things that you think are bad about yourself and be like, oh, well, maybe they dislike me for this reason. Don't tear apart your self-esteem to try and please other people. Think about all the good things about yourself as well. Like acknowledge where you've perhaps fucked up previously and be like, well, that's a downside to me and my personality. However, these are all my good qualities as well. And then number six, get support. And I can't encourage this enough because if one person is making you feel like you're disliked, then it's very easy to self-isolate and feel like you're alone. But the easiest thing you can do is to find your close circle of friends who do love you for exactly who you are, who do hold you accountable for your actions before it becomes a bad thing. And are willing to have these open and honest conversations with you. That includes family members. I know for some people, perhaps the fear of being disliked comes from family as well. And so you have to find your people. You have to find your crowd. You need to have people around you who hold you accountable, but also show you love and support. And I was reading this really cool thing recently about a man called Alfred Adler, who had a theory that every single person has a sense of inferiority. From childhood, people work towards overcoming inferiority by striving to be superior and this drive is the motivating force behind human behaviors emotions and thoughts and so what I find interesting about this is that every single person wants to be top dog at the end of the day because it's like you are leading your own life story you are the main character of your own movie and so you want to feel superior within the crowd that you're in which is good for you good for your self-esteem also can be detrimental to the people around you. You need to find a healthy balance. I think it comes down to learning that you don't have to be inferior. You don't have to be superior. You have to find neutral ground with every single person you're with. And that also comes when talking about the workplace, for instance, yes, you have your quote unquote superiors, but you have to be able to communicate with them in a way that is a respectful because you're in the workplace, but b also like Standing your ground and saying that I am your equal, I am still a person, don't treat me like shit. I feel like when talking about workplace situations or friendships, sometimes that's the easiest situations to overcome in terms of being disliked because you can sit down with these people and overcome it. In the workplace, there's HR, there's stuff like that as well if you feel like you're being singled out for being disliked. Whereas one of the hardest things that I find and obviously we talk about relationships a lot on this podcast, is if you're in a relationship and you feel like people from their side potentially dislike you or don't approve of you. And I know for sure almost every single person I know has experienced this in some form, whether it's your partner's family or their close circle of friends. I have heard so many crazy stories, and I'm going to say it's crazy, of friends or like, okay, for instance, you've got, you're dating somebody. I'm talking in a heterosexual relationship. So like I've got a boyfriend and he's got a female best friend. She doesn't like me. She tries to make my life hard. We can obviously kind of see the power dynamics and how that might create a ruckus. You see this all the time on the internet about like, oh my guy, my boyfriend has a girl best friend. This is the situation. Also like that creates a lot of internalized misogyny for one thing. We need to understand where the female best friend is coming from. Perhaps they did have romantic feelings for your boyfriend. You can say this for any sort of relationship as well, no matter your sexuality. I'm just using hetero um, because I feel like this is what we more commonly see on TikTok. For instance, a boyfriend with a girl best friend. We see this all the time on TikTok, but this does happen in relationships of all sexualities. 
But what I'm thinking is you have to understand perhaps she did have feelings for your boyfriend or perhaps she feels like she's being replaced. And that goes the same for like a guy best friend as well. Like I know for sure, like boys who have like really close guy friends, they're like, it's like a brotherhood, you know? And I feel like sometimes if your boyfriend starts spending more time with you than with his bros, like you see that all the time. And I feel like it does come from a toxic place as well of like not understanding relationship boundaries and stuff like that. So it's often difficult in those circumstances. And then family, of course, you can find disapproval or dislike from family in so many forms. Perhaps it's your race, perhaps it's your religion, etc., etc. We see it all the time. Maybe it's your sexuality. Once again, people will dislike you. And more often than not, I feel like if it's on those terms of race, sexuality, religion, I would say that it says more about them than it does about you if you are the reason that they dislike you. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, once again, for instance, like perhaps you, okay, let's talk about, what am I thinking? Oh my God, this is something. On TikTok, just saw this wedding speech from this woman who was at a interracial wedding. And so the bride was white, groom was black. And the woman who decided to get up to speak was white. And she made so many microaggressions. And I think she was trying to be funny. I feel like she was trying to be a bit of an Amy Schumer about things. It was not fucking funny. It was full of microaggressions. It was full of her trying to, I guess, fit in or poke fun at the fact that like she said something about it being an untraditional wedding because of the interracial marriage doesn't make sense. But you come across stuff like this as well, where I have a friend who is Muslim and well, he was raised in a Muslim family, although he does not subscribe to the religion anymore. And he's now, well, I say now he's always known he's gay, but once he wasn't able to embrace his sexuality until he'd left home. And so you also have to understand that like there are situations like that where you could be entering a relationship with somebody whose family doesn't fully accept them. And so in return, they won't fully accept you for sharing the love for them that you do. I don't know if any of this is making sense. I feel like I'm just rambling, but you need to understand where certain people are coming from with their sometimes hatred or dislike. And you have to be able to say, okay, but this, sometimes it doesn't even have to do with you personally. It doesn't have to do with your personality. It doesn't have to do with your morals. Sometimes it's about them and their beliefs. And there's nothing, sometimes there's nothing you can do to change a person and their beliefs that you, sometimes you can't sway them into liking you. Sometimes you can't try to even tolerate that behavior. Sometimes it's best if you're not in the room with them. And so I think it's having to understand that sometimes it's not you. You can't change who you are for some people to be happy. And you have to embrace that. And although it is sometimes a very sad and unfortunate unfortunate situation, you kind of have to come to terms with that. It's not on you. It's on them at the end of the day. People disliking you can also come from a place of jealousy in the usual cause like of most hate from individuals or, or group. Like jealousy is the case. Others crave attention from others 
or because they're like unhappy with something in their own life and putting others down makes them feel better about themselves. And if this is the case, sometimes you just have to detach yourself from those people and those situations. So you have to find a concrete reason for why you want the detachment. You have to start small, but get gradually step up to totally, I want to say wiping this person from your slate. You Sometimes you just can't have this person around you. You have to invest in yourself, keep yourself preoccupied, invest in your self-worth, invest in your own needs in life and the person who you want to be. You can't let the person get too close to you because they will just tear down your self-esteem even more. And you have to think forward in forgiving if needed. Sometimes you have to forgive the person's beliefs, but you don't have to forget but it's sometimes the only way that you can move on from a situation. And sometimes this is like for some intense cases, for instance, sometimes seeking therapy or help from the outside is necessary. Once again, like I've talked about my background and having to see a therapist due to my experience as a dancer. And I think a lot of my experiences there and why I had to seek therapy also come from me not understanding that not everyone's going to like me. Not everybody's going to want to encourage me and not everybody is going to want to see you succeed. And oh my gosh, have I noticed that so much recently and people not wanting to see others succeed. And I think it's genuinely really sad because at the end of the day, I feel like we should all be each other's cheerleaders and success also comes with accountability and making sure people are being held accountable for their actions, words, etc. But then also seeing them succeed and move on and grow. So not wanting somebody to succeed, I'm like, well, then you just want to stunt their growth as an individual. And for instance, from my own experience, I've seen this a lot recently in how I've moved on from the dance community, but then people don't want me to be successful in my podcast, stuff like that. People don't want me to be successful in what I'm posting out on the internet. When I am being successful, people want to tear you down. And there's always going to be people like that. People will want to troll you. Some people will take it way more far than others. And you just have to kind of cop it on the chin and be like, well, at the end of the day, I think this is a you issue, not a me issue. So like, when it came to dancing, people didn't want me to succeed. People would like be like, yay, congrats. They wouldn't really mean it when you succeed at something. When people get contracts, oh my God, in the dance community, that was so intense. Like people would be like, yay, like so happy for you. But then it would always come with a, that should have been me mentality. Yeah. Like you can be jealous. Like I'm not disregarding anyone's jealousy. I understand why you want certain things in life. But in the meantime, I think I believe in good karma as well. Congratulate this person, like support this person. Hopefully they can help you out in future as well, because I think that's something else we forget. If you're tearing somebody down whilst they're reaching their most successful point in their career thus far, they're not going to want to help you in future. If you are, for instance, in the same industry as you, like, shouldn't you be supporting each other so that you might work in future together or they, for instance, they could be the one hiring you in the future. Don't you want to be able to create good relationships while you can? So it goes both ways. Sometimes you are the toxic person. More often than not, I believe it comes from a place of jealousy and wanting what somebody else has. Um, or once again, it could come from your own beliefs and values. And if you're in a room of people who all of them disagree what you believe in, 
maybe you do have to think about that as well. Sometimes you can stand your ground. I fully support that as well. I've been in a room full of people who disagreed what I said and I was like, "Mm, but I think your beliefs are kind of fucked up. Um, so that's totally fine as well. You just have to think about it. You have to think about why people might be a certain way. And again, with pleasing people, you can't please everyone. And so you have to accept that you have to understand. I think like understanding that you have to be disliked comes from understanding why you dislike other people as well. You have to pinpoint what you dislike in others. And then you can be like, okay, let's flip that. Maybe that's what they dislike in me as well. Or maybe it just comes from different core values. So this is currently what I'm working on myself. It's hard. I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say, oh, it's quite easy to just step back and be like, hmm, people don't like me. That shit's fucking hard. And sometimes it's about your own personality and things that you feel like you can't change. And you have to accept that. Some people are just going to be dicks as well. Sometimes they won't want their opinion changed. They won't see the good in you. They won't do anything about it. Sometimes people will just be absolute assholes. And I'm just kind of like, well, that's sad. That's really sad that you think that way. That's really sad that you feel that way. And I hope that they come to peace with themselves as well, because I can't imagine how mentally and emotionally draining it would be just to sit back and be like, yeah, don't like this person. And to hold that grudge for no apparent reason. Like, that's why it's also important to sit down with these people and be like, you're making me feel uncomfortable. And I understand if you dislike me, but can you not make it so apparent in, for instance, a social setting where it's uncomfortable for both of us? Because then it's way easier to move on. And you know what? Be fake if you have to. I have no problem with saying to somebody, like, they're making me uncomfortable and then moving on in situations in the future. And if you see them in public, being very nice to them, they might not return the favor and be super nice to you, but at least you know that you're having the upper hand in the situation and that you're like, well, I'm saving face. I'm showing somebody that I will tolerate them and their behavior despite all of our indifferences. And at the end of the day, you will look like the bigger person to outsiders as well. And at the end of the day, I hope that person seeks some sort of happiness and is able to move on because I cannot imagine how emotionally draining it would be to hold on to a grudge against somebody for however long and not addressing the situation as well. But yeah, that's what I'm working on. It's tough. It's a tough world out there. It's a dog eat dog world out there. And if you want to stand your ground in this world, you kind of have to be able to be disliked by people and just own it. And that's something I've always struggled with and that's something that I want to work on and I think I'm already seeking improvement in these areas and like being like well no I won't tolerate this behavior I deserve to be treated a lot better than this as each person does each person will have their own way of expressing this but just understanding that not everybody's going to like you and sometimes you just have to own it and be like okay well that's on you that's on you good luck with life but yeah it's draining in the meantime but once you come to like a full place of confidence and comfortability in who you are and understanding that people will dislike you, I feel like you will live a much happier and healthy lifestyle. But anyways, that was my quick rant for the day about daring to be disliked. That's another ick that people probably dislike about me. I love doing an Essex accent. Actually, I don't think it's actually from Essex, but like, it's just really fun to talk like this. But yeah, I'm sure people dislike it about me. I'm not trying to make fun of people from Essex. I think your accent is bloody beautiful. I see that was not a good accent at all, but it's just really fun to talk like that. But that probably gives people the ick. 
and I understand why I can't help it like at this point it's second nature to me like I'll, I'll be talking like this and suddenly I'll just be talking like this anyway that's my rant for the day but I hope you enjoyed listening I hope that you took something away from this conversation and how you can approach different things in your own lifestyle and how you can attack certain situations I don't say attack like attack attack I just mean like confronting a situation more confidently that's what I mean by attack. And I hope that we can work on this together in the future. I am going to be talking, I say this every episode. This is something I'm going to expand on in the future with different people coming on the podcast. Perhaps I'll have people on here who dislike me and we'll talk about it. Be like, tell me, why do you dislike me? What can we come to common grounds on? But at the end of the day, that's all you can do. That's the best you can do. Anyways, I love you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope we can all learn something from this. If you did like this episode, please give it a five-star rating on Spotify. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you listen to the podcast. We're across multiple platforms now, which I'm super excited about. Also, shout out to my international listeners once again. I am so excited to say that we've got a really high amount of listeners all around the globe now. Tokyo is in my top five cities And like the top four are all Australian cities. So to have my top five have won an international city, I'm over the moon about. So shout out to my Tokyo listeners. Love you guys. Thank you for all the support. And also, if you did like this, of course, leave a review, five stars, et cetera, et cetera. Follow us on Instagram at hotmesspodcast, hotmess underscore podcast, sorry. And we will get messy in the future soon. If I reach a certain amount of likes and subscribers soon, I'm thinking like another couple of hundred I'm not going to say what my number is now but like once I reach the number I'll announce it I'm going to get a hot mess tattoo fuck it I'm going to do it I'm thinking a martini glass but like maybe a spilt martini glass oh that would be cute and like the olives rolling away yeah that's what I'm going to get I'm going to get a tattoo to commemorate this moment if you want to see that I'll also post it on Instagram but to do that we have to reach those likes and we have to reach those numbers but it's going to happen I'm saying it now so you guys can make that happen and I will get the tattoo and that's going to be a part of my life forever. Anyway, I love you guys and we'll see you next week ready for another messy week ahead. All right, bye.